0: Hey there and welcome to the One Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. Good morning. It's so good to see you in church. This morning, I'm really looking forward to you guys getting baptised as well in just a matter of moments. Um, so I'm just going to share um, something just for the next 20 minutes, and then we're going to see these guys get baptised and hear their story um, and celebrate with them, which is going to be great. Um, what I've got today is usually we're in a series as a church, uh, but from now, until the end of August, we have got um, free topic Sundays. I know. And so um, so what I'm going to share with you today is just something that I feel like God's been putting on my heart and speaking to me about. Um, and I feel like it's a word that's going to encourage us and challenge us this morning. And uh, the passage that we're going to use to read together is found in Luke chapter 18. So if you've got a Bible, then feel free to... Uh, head there now, Luke chapter 18, and um, it'll be on the screen as well for us too. We're going to start here and then head into the message. So this is what it says, Luke chapter 18 says, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly, saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God Or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm gonna see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. Then the Lord said, Learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man comes, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? So let me pray for us. I'm going to pray that in these next few moments, God is going to speak to us. And if you want to agree with that at the end, you can say, Amen. So Father God, we just invite you to open our eyes, our ears, our hearts this morning to hear what you've got to say. I pray, God, that you would translate my words into every life, every circumstance, every need this morning, that we would hear something from you and we would leave feeling bigger, stronger, more equipped to head into the rest of our week. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Um, Over the last 10 years or so, there's been a particular wave that has become really famous for attracting the world's best surfers. There's a wave in Portugal called Nazare, and it is known for for creating the biggest waves that surfers can ride. And it's because there's this canyon that's 17,000 feet deep and the waves rush under and create swells that are most likely to break this magical 100-foot barrier of waves. and. Um, 2020, there was a German surfer who broke a world record for the biggest wave that was ever surfed. And this wave was 86 foot high. That's 26 meters high. It was a wall of water that was this tower, 86 foot high, 26 meters high. And this guy, if you watch it, is like, ant-like in comparison. And watching this guy surf the wave is magical. It's incredible. As this water comes crashing down over him, to watch what surfers can do is amazing. If you've ever seen somebody surf, it's crazy, isn't it, how they can just ride these waves and they make it look so easy. And if you've ever had a surfing lesson, it is not easy in the slightest. Um, And I read recently that somebody asked a professional surfer, what is the secret to good surfing what is the secret Uh, and the surfer replied that the secret to good surfing is working and waiting the secret to good surfing is working and waiting because if you watch surfers if you've ever been at the beach and watched them surfing a fraction of their time is spent riding the waves And the majority of their time is spent paddling out, fighting against the tide. It's sat waiting in the water for the right moment where they paddle out to that wave that they know is going to be a good one. And so it's spent working and waiting. And I know most of us don't know what it's like to surf necessarily at that capacity. But we all know what it's like to wait. Yes? We know what it's like to wait for parcels. For food to be delivered. We know what it's like to wait for exam results or doctor's appointments. We really know what it's like to wait. And um, we know that feeling of waiting for something to happen, like that surfer who's waiting in the water, waiting for the wave to come. We all know what it feels like to wait for something to happen, wanting it to arrive to come. And I feel like that happens not just in life, but in faith as well that faith is actually a lot like surfing in that way. See, there are moments in our lives where God shows up And it's like this wave that just comes crashing towards us. And if you've ever been in a moment, like maybe it was even this morning, where the presence of God just hits you. And it's like this wave that breaks into your reality and that changes everything. Maybe it's like this prayer that has been answered, this miracle that takes place. There are these moments where God breaks into our reality. Yes? Christians in the room? Yeah, you know those kind of moments where God breaks into your reality like a wave that crashes in. And it's like these moments we can feel like that surfer in a way that is just riding that experience of the presence of God. And it's exciting, it's adventurous, and it feels amazing. And as Pentecostals especially, we love The wave moments. Like we love preachers that are about those miracles and breakthroughs and signs and wonders, that wave crashing into our reality. But in between the waves is a lot of working and a lot of waiting. And sometimes what can happen is that in waiting for the wave, that moment where God breaks into your reality, that moment where God answers that prayer, the moment where we experience that sign and wonder, in the moments between, sometimes the waiting can be hard. And sometimes the waiting can even lead us to feeling disappointed or discouraged. as We think this is it. This is going to be that moment. This is going to be the wave that's coming. And actually, it's just a little swell that passes us. Sometimes in faith, waiting for the wave can leave us feeling disappointed or discouraged. Like, for example, maybe you've been in church recently and we've been in a series all about the Holy Spirit, all about the moments of expectation and breakthrough and what the Holy Spirit can do and the power that we have been given, the authority that we've been given as believers when we're filled with the Holy Spirit and we've been expecting for miracles to happen. And I believe that that's a season that we're in as a church and God is wanting to stir us up, wake us up to possibilities of what he wants to do. But... You may have heard of all about that and heard about these waves of God that are going to come crashing into our lives. And then you look out at your own horizon and it is still. And there's not even a ripple, <laughs> there's nothing happening. And maybe you're here this morning and, in all seriousness, you're waiting. You're waiting for that prayer to be answered, you're waiting for that person to be healed. You're waiting for that person to come to know Jesus. you're waiting for that miracle to take place. You're watching, you're waiting, but it may see may seem like nothing is happening and sometimes while we're waiting, we can lose faith, lower our expectation wonder where God is in all of it. And you may even be here this morning and you're not a Christian because you've been waiting such a long time and you've heard a lot about the waves, but your reality is very different to that. Sometimes the waiting can leave us feeling discouraged. And what I find interesting is that Jesus knew that we'd feel like that sometimes. Jesus himself knew that we would have moments where the waiting gets hard, and even the people that spent the most amount of time with him, even people that saw him in person would end up feeling like that. See, in the passage that we read at the beginning, he'd been talking to his disciples about his return, how he was going to leave, ascend to heaven, and one day he would return. But Jesus knew that the gap in between the promise and the fulfillment of that, the disciples could end up feeling discouraged. The delay could cause them to doubt, and it could be it could be something that causes them to lose faith. And he knew that that could happen to them. And so he told them a story about what to do in the face of a delay when they were starting to feel the the waiting was getting hard. He told them a story about what to do, and I think that story that he told them has got principles that can help us in the waiting. So if this morning you are waiting for a wave, whatever that looks like, this story has got principles that can help us in the waiting. And something that Jesus told them right at the very beginning, he said he told them this story so that they should always pray and never give up. He told them the story so that they should always pray and never give up. Um, When I was younger, before things like Wi-Fi and mobile phones and Netflix, children actually played outside with real friends in in real life. Like, in person, they actually played outside together. And um, when I was younger, growing up in the 90s, um, we used to play with our friends outside. And whilst I was being a good, obedient, innocent daughter, my brother, on the other hand, Nathan Jordan, that you saw on the stage earlier, was, I'm sorry to say, he was up to mischief. And I feel like, so it, it almost pains me to have to do this, but I feel like before, before he comes on team in September, I feel like you need to, you need to know like, the truth about him this morning. So it's just, it's just, just to be honest, really, that I'm sharing this. And um, it is therapy as well, and a little bit of fun for me. Um, but one time in particular, so Nate got involved with a group of friends who would go cherry knocking. And I'm, I'm sorry to say that he would knock on old people's doors and run away before they had time to answer. Just saying it how it is. Um, however, one time in particular, Nate Bless him, being a bit—he was the youngest in his group of friends and probably carrying the most weight at the time. Didn't always run away quick enough not to get caught. And one time he knocked on somebody's door and ended up not being fast enough. He got caught. They came and told my parents how disapproving they were of it, and they ended up getting told off. But the reason I tell you that story isn't just to shame my brother, which obviously is good fun, but. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like our prayers, our prayer life can look like that. And Charles Spurgeon recognized this when he said, too many prayers are like a boy's runaway knocks, given, and then the giver is away before the door can be opened. And I wonder sometimes whether we ask God for something, we knock, and then we go about our day. say okay god do this for me and then we're carrying on with what we want or we knock once it hasn't happened and then we stop praying and give up or we think okay god i want to hear you we knock nothing happens we stop praying and give up and and i think jesus told this story because he knew that in the waiting while we're waiting for the wave sometimes we can be tempted to stop praying and to give up, because it's hard, because we're, we're wanting to see something happen. So he's told a story of a woman who wanted a solution to her problem. And he told the story of a woman who went to the judge at the time, the person who had the power to do something about her situation, and she asked, and she asked again. She kept asking, and the judge said, in the end, she's nagging me so much that I'm gonna do something about it. And the thing is, what's important to remember about this story is that it isn't a comparison but it's a contrast. So Jesus was not making a comparison between God and the judge because he says, if even this guy that didn't love God and didn't care about people came through for the woman, how much more do you think that God will not come through for you? Like, how can you think that God will not come through for you if this guy came through? And what Jesus does in this parable, he makes a contrast. And you can come up because I want to highlight some of the contrasts that we see in this parable. See, where the woman in this story had no advocate and she had to fight for herself, fight for her situation, we as Christians have an advocate who is on our side. We have the Holy Spirit that empowers us in our praying. Where this woman's petitions were powerless and she was powerless to do anything we have been filled with the spirit of god and our prayers are powerful we have authority when we ask we have authority when we pray where the judge was unrighteous god is totally righteous where the judge was unfair god is totally Just where the judge was slow to answer, loath to answer, God delights and is eager to answer. And so when we're facing a delay or a disappointment, I think it's so important for us to remember who our God is because we can start comparing God's timing to our expectation of timing. We can start comparing how God works compared to the way the world works. But God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts my word will not return to me empty but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it Numbers 23 says God is not a man so he does not lie God is not a man so he does not lie God isn't like us he's not up and down he's not temperamental but he's steadfast he's consistent he's not human so he doesn't change his mind has he ever spoken and failed to act has he ever promised and not carried it through and my encouragement today is whether you are waiting for that wave whether you are so disappointed that you've given up on faith and you've given up on God altogether I want you to remind yourself I'm here to remind you today that God is who he says he is he will do what he says he will do he is faithful he's not like us that we waver and we change he is steadfast and he will work all things together for the good of those that love him and so Jesus said when you are waiting when that waiting gets tough when that delay feels like it's going on forever always pray and never give up because of who he is. Because he's not like that judge that is slow in his response. He's not like that judge who is slow in bringing about justice, but he comes through for those that he loves. And in the right time, he will bring about the solution. In the best time, he will bring about that wave. And so my encouragement today is for those of us that are waiting, And I know that we'll all be waiting for something. So for all of us who are waiting, whatever that wave is, let me encourage you with the words of Jesus, always pray, never give up. Over that dream that is lying dormant, always pray, never give up. Over that sickness that isn't yet healed, always pray, never give up. Over that person that doesn't know Jesus yet, always pray and never give up over that promise that you've had that hasn't yet been fulfilled always pray never give up over your kids and their lives and their faith always pray and never give up when it seems difficult when it seems like you can't see anything happening and you'll see as a still as a mill pond always pray Never give up and my encouragement to us church is get your board in your hand put it in the water and start paddling out again towards the horizon start paddling out again and wait and I believe that as we work as we wait As we spend time with God, praying in communion with him, doing life with him, doing relationship with him, even in the wait, we can have joy. Even in the wait, as we're sitting in the water, looking at the horizon, we have peace, knowing that it's going to come. We have a confidence and assurance like never before. And I believe that that wave is going to come. And like that surfer, we are gonna see waves like we've never seen before. And we will ride waves that are higher and bigger than we ever thought possible because we've waited and we've worked because we've always prayed and never given up. Can we stand together? In a moment, we're gonna baptize a couple of people. And what I love about that is it's this amazing moment where we celebrate the fact that they are saying they are all in. They're not sitting on the shore, seeing how it goes, but they're literally wading into the water. Um, And we're believing that as they get baptised, that they're going to experience new waves of God. We're believing that there's going to be like breakthrough that happens in their life, and we're going to celebrate that in a moment. But first... We're going to sing um, the tag of a song. We're going to sing a few lines that I'd love us to use as a response this morning. So if you're here and you feel like you've stopped praying about something or you feel like you've given up and you've lowered your expectation, then let me encourage you to use these words as a new resolve that God, I am getting in the water, I'm paddling out towards what you have for me and I am waiting for that wave because I know that you are good. I know that you are for me. I know that you are with me. So church, can we just start, maybe just start to pray and just start saying say to God, God, help me to always pray and never give up. God, help me to get back in the water God, help me to keep pursuing you. Keep persevering against the tide. God, would you lead us? Would you lead us into deeper waters? God, help us to experience you. Help us to enjoy the wait as we anticipate what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen.